0: Welcome to another edition of Mister Nice Guy. I'm Ben Slowey, and today on the show. I don't know how the fuck to describe you. How the fuck like what <laughs> that's something we did not discuss. Like what are you? What's the title? What are you, yeah. Um you? I, I don't know. Uh, the guy. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm just Ian. Yeah, I'm literally just Ian. There's no I, I yeah, I just whatever, have yeah. Ian yeah, uh, with Ian. me. Um he is a uh, musician, a uh as he set a uh, theologian. Um and uh good old dude, good old friend uh, that lived uh uh, on our couch up at J Three <laughs> Studios in Milwaukee uh, yeah, a couple a years time. back, yeah, quite it's an era. And uh, he's—I haven't seen you since you left that yeah, that living situation. Since <laughs> that. Literally, since we dropped you off in Chicago and left, <laughs> <laughs> I haven't seen you. <laughs> Just, all right, here's a
1: different city. Figure out what to do with. Yeah,
0: yeah. Oh, I'll do that. Yeah. yeah, I'll figure that one out. <laughs> yeah, man. um... <laughs> But uh, so, it's been about, yeah, it's been almost two years, yeah. so welcome to the show, man. Yeah. Do you have any questions at, at the onset right now, or do you want me to just walk through where,
1: where I picked up after we left uh, off? Well, we can get there, but for one, I guess, uh, yeah, was your Thanksgiving? We'll start with that. <laughs> Thanksgiving was great. Yeah, I had 50 family members over. I think we talked right. about it briefly in the car on the way People over People you've here. never met. People I've never <laughs> met, yeah, which actually tends to happen at my family events a little bit more frequently than yeah. not. Um, I think that's more more of a comment on my memory (laughs) than actually how many people (laughs) are coming. But, um, yeah, it's it's great. It's great to see everybody all the time.
0: It's good to run into the the family as much
1: as possible.
0: Yeah, totally. That's good. Yeah, same here. Um, It kind of, like, happened real quick, and then now it's over, and now, uh, you know, just kind of... I don't know, like, holidays are so... um, Like, they seem... They're always so spontaneous. Yeah. Because, like, as a kid, you anticipated... So much, like, oh boy, Thanksgiving, all this food, or oh boy, Christmas presents.
1: I always just thought it was, like, a strange thing to have happen as a child, just because, like, this is a day everybody's going to act different.
0: Yeah, 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 yeah.
1: <laughs> so you just wake up and everybody's,
0: like, really trying to be happy, and you're right. like, this is bizarre, but I kind of like it. Like, yeah. <laughs> that was always my take on yeah, it. Yeah, dude, totally. Like, um, And it became so idealized because there, with it ca- always came some kind of, like... uh there's always some like like um, material value to a holiday. So like yeah. Halloween you go trick or treating, you end up with candy. Yeah. Like Thanksgiving, a ton of food. Christmas, birthday, presents, presents you know, yeah. Easter, jelly beans. <laughs> 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 you know um, the yeah. 4th of July, fireworks. Like there's always some kind of like there's something to it. There's some time. material yeah. Components, something to, tangible to leave yeah, behind. Yeah. Exactly that you just enjoy about a
1: holiday. I think your favorite holiday growing up determines what kind of person you're going to be. Right? Like yeah. if you're
0: a Halloween kid, you're going to be a criminal. Yeah. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Either that, or you're going to make really fucking weird ass art that no one understands. <laughs> no, I think
1: yeah, I think you're definitely going to be a criminal because Halloween teaches you if you put on a disguise and you show up to houses late at night. They will give you
0: things before you leave. <laughs> if you're, uh, you know, if your favorite holiday is um, is Christmas, then you're gonna be a, uh, uh, you know, you're gonna be a what they call what they refer to as basic. Growing up with, uh, you're gonna be wearing, you're gonna be drinking. You know uh, your favorite Starbucks drink every day. You're going to be listening to Imagine Dragons, and you're going to be, <laughs> and you're going to think the Marvel movies are incredibly innovative.
1: Yeah, yeah. And I think Fourth of July, you're definitely going to go um, to foreign countries and blow
0: people up. There. <laughs> yeah, you know yeah, yeah. That's a, a yeah, yeah, yeah. But if uh, if if your favorite holiday is say uh, I don't know something obscure like Arbor Day. <laughs> you know, you're you're gonna be no. If it's Arbor Day, you're doing drugs. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Are you being honest with me? Yeah, you're, you're probably you've done a ton of you're, psychedelics. <laughs> a ton of psychedelics run around, mm-hmm.
1: yeah.
0: which you know, no. figure some shit out. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> you know, third eye, right? Yeah. But uh, yeah, man. So uh, well, that's good. Um, like I said, um, I've been anticipating this episode for quite some time because uh, you, when I first attempted a podcast. Two years ago, yeah, like the mic situation. Yeah, was yeah. <laughs> I like, and I c- couldn't decide whether we are filming it or not, or we is yeah. it just audio? And we couldn't find a like a secure spot to Trip do it. was there. Trip just happened to be sitting <laughs> like smoking next to you. <laughs> it was a really funny one. Yeah, yeah, it <laughs> was, like, yeah. was great. Yeah, I didn't have like a like a d- defined spot like where I'm gonna do this like like reliably. Yeah, but um. You know, it was uh that so that was um, it. I mean, it was kind of like uh you know, it goes back to trial and error. I just I I was experimenting with the format, but I just it wasn't is. totally ready. Now, considering I have a banner, I travel you're for the show.
1: Much, you're pretty much there, man. Like, and yeah, yeah. <laughs> You got a banner, dude. I bought a hard drive. Oh, like what? That's it. Like,
0: yeah, Holy shit, look how Joe Rogan Joe like, uh, Rogan, you know, um Mark Maron, they've got contenders. Oh yes. Um but uh yeah man I, so now I feel like I could say I'm taking this kind of fucking seriously at this point. You got your and Letterman beard and everything. Letterman yeah. beard is here. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you know the uh the hot ones format of like you know, normally I'd say we'd we'd be drinking alcohol, but I am driving. Um but very important. But yeah, some kind of catalyst. between us that we bond over in a lot of cases hams Um, but yeah man I've been uh, studying the greats uh, trying to like you know uh, adapt like how they're doing things into what I do you know not emulating anything but just making it myself figure
1: out what works you know what I mean you do the same thing yeah exactly
0: you do the same thing with music you do it with business you do it with everything yeah Uh Like, it's yeah. Hard. So we we went to high school together, but yes. I didn't really know you in high school. Yeah, I was um, I was a Fringes character. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. <laughs> you were you were more of just like an entity that was. You were like you were like a, a, a Greek myth, mythological creature that I <laughs> that like I never like actually like. It's like I knew of you from what people told me. Yeah. You know, with people that. Clear that. <laughs> the high school me was, uh, uh, was a monster too. Yeah, so, like it's the things that you must have. Heard. But the one time, the, f- <laughs> the time I finally met Ian was yeah. uh, was uh, over spring break my senior year when we were at uh, when our good friend Trip. Uh, had the keys to his friend's house. Oh my god. And uh, was any logging? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh when the when we all about that. Day. Yeah, when um when our good buddy Chip was uh, having people over in his buddy's house that who were out of town for he, was for housing, break. He, he was sitting and he threw a party and at and his friend's house. He threw yeah. a party and this kid, this kid who <laughs> happens to be you, uh, <laughs> yeah. you appear in the basement. With a what, a what appeared to be a three-foot-long tube that you happened to be uh, smoking so, weed out of. Yeah, so what it was was we had... Like, who the fuck is this kid? We had, <laughs> we had this, like, really cool kind of, like,
1: horn-shaped wooden pipe. And we were like, we can do something with this in our little, like, dumb high school stoner brains. Mm-hmm. So we went to Home Depot, and we got, like, a bunch of PVC <laughs> shit. And we just built this massive monstrosity of a smoking piece out of it, <laughs> yeah. and yeah. we we put some tape on the side. And we wrote Kenny Loggins because it was the highway to the danger zone. Yeah, yeah. <laughs>
0: it's
1: a joke that we would
0: always tell. But it was like, Jesus Christ! Yeah, what a night to run into me. Yeah. yeah. So that was, that was my first time meeting Ian Harris. <laughs> yeah. um, but I would soon know you through mutual friends. Uh, you know our our good buddy uh, Julius Dahls music people uh, buddy yeah. uh, Rye Bread uh, shout out Joe Co shout out shout out, Joe. Shout out to Fucking MC. Love MC. God damn it. Fuck <laughs> damn MC. My uh, good buddy Nate Barksdale. Uh God, go, love him. Go, yeah. great guy. Super Wonderful talented dude. guys. Uh, shout out Seven. Se- shout out to our good yeah. friend Seven. St. Payne. JT. Yep. Um,
1: Lawrence and Peyton. I'm sorry. Brain Dead and Uncle Pete. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Almost used the government names. <laughs> yes, I apologize for that. One. Um, <laughs>
0: yeah, the, the collective of people that we. Uh, that, you know, we first attempted to it was uh, really cool start yeah. a movement out of it. Yeah, I mean, really, yeah. really cool, <laughs> yeah. And you know, as, um, as much as you know, we uh, made errors, uh, we also learned a ton, yeah. we had great experiences, incredibly and formative, is what I would say. Yeah, uh, yeah, we just, I mean, dude, like that. That experience alone, like, working with all those people, like, um... And managing personalities. Yeah, in collective, yeah, like... <laughs> I mean, it was rambunctious for sure. Every single day it was
1: some new friction, and it was... <laughs> yeah. It was always exciting, though, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. that's kind of what, like, kept you in. You were like, oh, yeah. oh they're fighting, but they don't want to fight. They, they love mean, each other.
0: you like... <laughs> yeah, it was the first... Ex- yeah. Like, it was a familial, uh, like, uh, experience of, like, everyone is, like, you know, we're all, like, kind of... You know, trying to get started in whatever respective medium it is, and uh, you know, we had a ton of fun. We threw a Miramar show in Milwaukee. That was our first time booking yeah. and throwing a show. We got King Louis on the bill. That was so cool. Also, shout out to Prof. Yeah. Speaking yeah. of which, um, yeah. I'm going to Prof's tonight. And oh yeah, him on the show. Yeah. Oh, awesome. <laughs> it be yeah. cool. Yeah. I'm trying to make my rounds. You know? Yeah, definitely. But uh, so then uh, you uh, came to Milwaukee uh, through that, those folks, yeah. Um, and uh, you uh, lived with us uh, above uh, what was uh, formerly the Black Rose. Did close. I did remember that. Yeah, It closed. Um, you worked at Blaze Pizza for about three days. Yeah. But Tell yeah. me about how you got that job, okay? Because that's the funniest story. <laughs> Ian, I just um, love Ian has the best yeah. stories. So, no, uh, I um, so.
1: <laughs> we got to preface this, I didn't want to have a job, like desperately did not right. want to have a job, right? So like, the whole point was is I wanted to maintain two houses with no job, which was very difficult. <laughs> yeah. So I started off rural Wisconsin Stoughton, Stoughton um, yeah. had an apartment out there, clear my head, but then Jake says, you know, you can come stay with us, you can stay with us for as long yeah. as you want, we'll make the studio work we're going to get to that yeah, probably, at some you know? point yeah but um so yeah i had a room there for a little bit and then i had two rooms and then um a friend of mine who i had staying at my uh, staying at my place in stoughton he was supposed to spend half the rent and then i sent him money so then uh, a couple months later i get a text from my aunt saying so um you know is he going to start paying rent and i was like oh okay so Shit. um what's happening and so what i had found out is he had had a, a gaggle, just a gaggle of degenerates living there. Yeah. So he um, was embezzling what was yeah, run, supposed to be red yeah. money. And I got him a job before I left. I was working as an oil change guy, but at <laughs> that point... Was it was like only the fourth season of Breaking itself. Bad at your house. <laughs> it was insane. Yeah. So yeah, I got him a job. I got him all set up, yeah. and then everything fell through. So I had to go back and evict him and a couple of homeless people from there, which was yeah, like a whole God. process. Rough. So we got them out of there, and then, um, so I came back. At this point, the room was gone even there, because we'd given it to Brady. Um, and I'm crashing on the couch, and um, so <laughs> trying to look for employment, uh, uh, not really bringing any money in the studios, not bringing in any money for me personally, so I'm like, okay, we got to figure this out. Uh, so yeah, to, a Blaze uh, Pizza was opening like, <laughs> yeah, right, right across place. the street. Like, and I didn't have a car, so I'm like, all right, I need to get a job somewhere close by. So I walked in and I told them I own several music studios in the area. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
0: You, like, weren't you, like, late to the interview, too? <laughs> yeah, I had ten minutes late, um, and I was like,
1: listen, I'll I'll settle, I want general manager, but, like, I'll take an assistant managing position if that's what you want, but, like, eventually, like, I'm gonna want to be, like, store manager, and, then, like, that's literally what happened. So they gave me an assistant manager job there, was so getting paid like, 15 an hour, it was, it was great, I mean, it was okay, but... <laughs> yeah. It was no, but Blaze was the strangest like experience too working there. Like, cause as a manager, you're supposed to do like a certain like number of things to make sure everybody's kind of maintaining this corporate image. So like, I, they would have me kind of like standing in the back. And, yeah. You know, I look ominous to begin with, so I'm just standing kind of in the back <laughs> yeah. looking at people. And if they're not smiling at customers, I'm supposed to go. <laughs>
0: yeah, you Okay, like, you yes. you actually look like an art house serial. That's, killer. Well, it's so bad.
1: It's so bad. So I'm supposed to sit here and do this to people. I was like, I don't know if mentally I can even keep this up. Like this is tough. God damn. Oh shit.
0: Yeah, so I worked there for like a tiny little bit and then um I remember you know, like the second day you worked there, there was already one of your coworkers that showed up on our porch, looking for you to smoke. Yeah, this yeah, some girl I, I had no idea, yeah. no idea who she was, but she Listen. was like, yo, is Ian here? <laughs> she was, like, literally wearing a Blaze visor. <laughs> <friser. Yeah. laughs> and, like, that continued. There were, like, people just showed up, like, I'm trying to smoke with Ian. <laughs> yeah, yeah, like... That happens to
1: me. I have this new job now. I have, I have like, set parameters when I walk and I was like, you can't... Get them all high. Like you just can't yeah. do it. Just want to work this job. People are begging me to get high with <laughs> like, yeah. my current job, which I will yeah. not talk about because I'm getting fired. Yeah.
0: <laughs> you can't develop recruit junkies yeah. at, at your uh, franchise job. It's that's not a good idea. But yeah, you yeah. know, if you've got no no idea of a future there. That it's fun. And, and speaking good. on that that era, like yeah. J three, like you know, and this is this speaks volumes to like the the grandiose mindset that. Everyone involved in that had, including myself. Like, yeah. it wasn't like we called it a small business, but it was not a small business. Yeah, it was a, di- it was a, it, yeah, it was a DIY space. It was just closet. totally fine. No, it was, it was a, a closet, closet with the
1: greatest branding in history. I
0: might add. <laughs> it was fantastic yeah. marketing that went oh, for that closet. Our, it, it's the re- like it actually it's like a studio. <laughs> yeah, I knew nothing about marketing. That that studio made me actually like. We, like Brock like, and I, get I, it now. It's just lying. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> like it's literally like making such a um, a wilder scheme of something mm-hmm. that it actually was. Yeah. And, and also like, um, it also like I mean it introduced uh, our good, uh, great, good old friend Brock Dahl and I. Yeah. Uh, shout out to Brock. Love um, Brock. You know, we got doing skits to promote our events, and Those it was just so us being funny. goofy. So funny. Oh, so much. <laughs> we're bringing them back, actually. You have to. Yeah, I mean, it, it did teach us a lot about branding and about the importance of networking and talking like us about curating shows about uh, building a culture yeah that's really what
1: we were doing budgeting
0: like, that's what it was yeah we were creating kind of like a self-sustaining at least
1: semi self-sustaining <laughs> system right <laughs> so like it was it was a network of people sort like and everybody was in it for a shitload of different reasons yeah too, right? Right. that's what you kinda tell all right so like people that were in it for the money came in and then left really quickly because they realized there was no fucking money yeah <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they'd show up and they'd look around and be like i've heard
0: so much about about this place and you're all Broke as hell. Right? <laughs> like, yeah, yeah. Dude, they step into the kitchen and there's, oh, fuck. there's like fruity pebbles boxes lying around everywhere. dishes just looming <laughs> in the corner, you're like oh, flo- no. there's like a crate of K cups. <laughs> there were so many K cups. There's so many K cups. Why K-cups. would we have there was more K cups than food consistent <laughs> yeah, yeah. the entire time. There are a bunch of just there's just a bunch of hooligans, just like that we called interns. That was so good. There we like, get, like, like, an intern program through the school somehow.
1: <laughs> yeah. That was the most insane thing that we ever we did. We thought we were doing, yeah. You really thought we were on to something. Yeah, you <laughs> will become an intern for the studio. you learn everything there is to do about music.
0: With a whiteboard calendar. People were
1: furious about not being interns. Do you remember <laughs> yeah, yeah. that? There was, like, drama over yeah, there. You yeah. said she could be an intern. Now she's not an intern. This is gonna be a problem. I was <laughs> like, you know, yeah. like, You know what the interns do? Like, they don't do anything. Dude,
0: they tell people to come to a party we're having. That's literally what was literally it,
1: yeah. You're like, can you go grab cigarettes in 20
0: minutes? All right. Go to Walgreens. Go to Walgreens. (laughs) Jesus. So, kind of back uh, uh, reeling it in here. So, I know that at the time, when you were, like, when we were doing the J3 thing and you were living with us, you were working on some music, uh, I guess, like, um... Um, it's my understanding you kind of put that on the back burner a little bit. Yeah. How, yeah, I guess tell me what, I guess so, what so, happened. So,
1: I mean, for me, that that was like my creative process, right? So, like, while I was out there, it was me figuring out, like, okay, I'm going to be a creative I'm going to make music for myself. Because I didn't, I was a band guy. I played, like, guitars right. in other people's bands. I was not, yeah. like, I'd sung occasionally, but really not my thing. Yeah. But I liked playing live. Like, that was really my, <laughs> yeah, I did yeah. like that a lot. And it yeah. is a lot of fun. Like, one of my earliest memories of playing live that really, like, locked in for me is I played at the Bottom Lounge in Chicago. Oh, that's with, um, Graymore, which was the band with, oh, um, yeah. Uncle P, Braindead, and A-Money, yeah. so... Yeah. Yeah, and so we were all doing that, and I, I played, like, one guitar solo. I was going absolutely bonkers. And, like, a bunch of people from the crowd came up and started doing this oh, out of yeah. my guitar, and my ego exploded. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right, 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 yeah. Immediately from that point yeah. out, Like I'm in high school, I was like, this is the this is it. Like this is as good as it gets. Uh, so, yeah. uh,
0: after that. It uh, sounds like the most uh, <laughs> it sounds like the most Irwin Park and Homewood thing of, <laughs> thing I've ever Something like That that locked me in,
1: so I was out there, I was like I was working on it like really hard, and then what I realized after a while was like I have to make music that I'm going to eat off of, like that's going to be my job, right? yeah. then I can't make music for me. I have to make music for other people. Yeah. I don't want to do that. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, in terms of sacrificing creative integrity, that's not something I wanted to do. So, I was like, if I establish myself, figure out a way to make money, then I, I don't have to make sacrifices with that anymore. I can mm-hmm. go back to it whenever. And it's still something that's very fulfilling to me on a personal level. Right, yeah. You know what I mean? So I still create and I still make music all the time that's really just more for me. You yeah. Know what I mean, yeah, like people yeah. don't tend to hear it very much. I still have one questionable quality song on SoundCloud <laughs> right now that I mi- recorded, wrote, and released in a day. So like that was like, it was so funny too because you were you were there, you remember, like I, I, w- I would be in there. For months at a time, fucking fuck all got done from it. Like nothing yeah. got done. Yeah. I released almost nothing. I wrote like a ton of shit that I just would not record because I couldn't get it perfect. Right. And then I did this one song in a day, released it, and then I was like, "Yeah, I think I think yeah. it's good time to retire." Well, you oh. did.
0: Um, you did a, uh, uh, you did the jazz gallery show uh, that we did with J Three. It was. Was, what was it close. the? It was the Jingle Jangle Jam. Jingle Jangle Jam. And you were. I remember. I remember it so vividly. You were sitting on the edge of the stage in a chair, yeah. we're wearing aviators, <laughs> yes. and you had like inside, a, a, inside. Dark, by the way, it was with not yeah. like light. Right with, yeah. with like the homewreckers light display is like the Don't only light, light display, yeah. which was, was great. It was good, yeah. like <laughs> while you're strumming your guitar. And your name on the bill is just Ian, (laughs) Just Ian. I was like, you don't gotta dress it up at all. God damn it! It speaks for itself. (laughs) 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 Um, Yeah. Shout out to Jack Fricky and uh, Garrett for playing with you that night. Yeah. Shout out to both of them. That was a great show, and they were a ton of fun to actually play live with. Like the two of them. That was it. Was a ton of fun. Yeah. Which I I live like. That's kind of where I live now. Is like in that area. Yeah. Right by it. Yeah. Um, But. yeah, man great I'm, show best pictures of me that i have ever been taken too. Shout out to
1: Stevie because those shout are out the, Stevie. Yeah, only it. pictures of me that I actually appreciate going back and looking at it. <laughs>
0: yeah, right, yeah. Um yeah, certainly. Um so uh so you've been so right now you're yeah, you've been focused on what will bring Yeah, I guess like in the past two years then, I guess like where was the point I guess what time was the point where you felt like, okay, like I wanna focus on like Something lucrative that I can, uh, you know, that will sustain sustain me. Yeah. Yeah. So
1: it was really interesting. It was, it was really a natural process, right? So it was a drive, and it was something that was in me. But I was like, the way I kind of always look at things is, I, I don't, I don't push too hard against like how the universe is telling me shit's supposed to be. Right. So like if I'm in a certain position, I'm not gonna like run away to California to go be a musician, right? Mm-hmm. Like I'm gonna go with people I know and I'm gonna right. kinda of follow the path of least <laughs> resistance, to be completely honest. But my whole thing is is if I have a drive, I need to know that like if an opportunity arises I have to pursue it without hesitation yeah. and without like fear, without second guessing myself, right. no doubt, right? So um when I moved back to Chicago, I um How did I get the job? Oh, so this is really interesting. So I started working at 35th Street Studios. And um, so uh, Prof, actually, who you're going to be talking to later tonight, uh, brought the band over there to kind of look at maybe some space that we could all rent over there. And he brought me to haggle with the owner because he knows I'm a notorious haggler. Um, (laughs) Yeah, so uh... so me and the owner are kind of riffing back and forth. um, And by the end of it, I had a job. (laughs) <laughs> it's there you a go very strange thing so essentially it took me around there were a bunch of rental spaces at thirty fifth street studios so this fantastic fucking studio in the city what neighborhood is it um so it's in uh, uh not bridgeport it's uh close to mcKinley park okay okay sure. yeah um so it's it's um in that general area in the south side like right by sock stadium actually yeah really where it's by. sure um so <laughs> He had uh, several rental spaces and then a bunch of kind of like storage space. And he's, uh, the guy that owns it, John, is just a titan, right? So this guy's been doing music stuff since he was a touring manager for Hall & Oates way back in the day, right? So, yeah, he's been doing this for a really long time. And um, so he had a ton of like amazing recording equipment down there, but it's kind of just gathering dust. He's got an unused space. So I was like, listen, I'll help you fix this place up if you give us a break on some of the studio time and then really it just turned into him paying me hourly because uh, the band didn't end up renting any space there so going in there every day I'm doing a bunch of work for him cleaning stuff up out of the basement. By the end of it, it was me and Brain Braindead on a 35-foot scissor lift on the outside of the building, just fixing the cornice around the outside with yeah. Bondo and sanding it to make it... It looks great now, by the way. I'm very proud of it. I'm
0: off off the look at <laughs> yeah, it. Yeah, Not so like cool. I saw it before. But yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's like, oh, okay, like they did something. <laughs> so,
1: mm-hmm. no, so while I was there, um, I was constantly maneuvering back and forth to try and get studio space out of John. Right. So I was like, listen, give me time to set up a studio here. I really Wanted to kind of do what we did with J3, but at a professional studio with actual equipment. I was trying to get him to support it because I didn't have any money in my pocket. I'm pretty much spending everything he's given me on rent. Mm -hmm. So, you know, I'm living check to check. I can't really afford to just start a new venture. So I did that, and then, um, you know, I moved back out. To uh, the suburbs after living in Pullman for a little bit, and you know, the the work dried up at the studio, so I started my own couple of businesses because, like, I just had that entrepreneurial mindset. Mm -hmm. So I got with people that I knew that were really well driven and really kind of had similar goals, and um, you know, we tried a couple of things and and we, we, we had a modicum of success, but the thing was, is like, You'll find out that a lot of people think they want to be a part of something, but not a lot of people want to put their work in.
0: That's so, that's a, the that's a key thing. <laughs> yeah, and
1: you'll, that's like what I learned from J3 and yeah. what I keep relearning throughout all of these things is like you, you set something up and you'll find a couple of people that are really genuine about yeah. what they're trying people to do. People bandwagon,
0: they, yeah. they take things at their own convenience.
1: Well, absolutely. And, yeah. and to a certain degree, it's really hard for you to even get people onto something at its genesis because it's, it's difficult to get people to see a vision that mm-hmm. isn't real yet. Right. Right? So you're not <laughs> yeah, describing exactly. something that you want to be as opposed to something that is. And right. people kind of abstract thinking loses people <laughs> sometimes. So uh, really what ended up happening is we had a couple of businesses and I had a ton of help from um, a really great guy, his name's Andrew Fogarty, he works at the Small Business Development Center in Chicago, Okay. He gave me some office space, uh, I got to do a whole lot in terms of what I was trying to do with the businesses at the time which were digital marketing and um, we had one called ICC, Independent Creative Connections. I plan on relaunching it later when I've got a little bit more funding. Um, The idea was essentially a brokerage between independent artists and sync connections without having to sign a management deal. So the idea is to disrupt the fact that I saw a lot of agents, managers, brokers as predatory. There's a lot of people taking percents of creatives and artists that don't deserve it. Mm-hmm. Um yeah. I'm sure you're thinking of several names right now. So, yeah. <laughs> I, <that's> what, <laughs> I, I'm sure there's anybody that's ever made music is probably thinking of a lot of names, right? Oh, so like right. there's yeah. there's a tons of people, right? And, and and the idea is like you can sell your music without having to sign any of these things. I only make money, if they make money. It's a great situation to be in, but didn't have the infrastructure to do something that's massive and web based yet. So at some point hopefully hope to do that. But really now it's about narrowing and picking fights and trying to figure mm-hmm. out what I what I really want to get done. What I really, really have ambition and drive to get done. Sure.
0: Know? So you so you have uh, so you currently are occupying this office space yeah. while you're working on a day job. Yeah. Well, no, uh, I have a business that has a, a business address at
1: a shared office space in the city. Oh, sure. um, okay. So yeah, we share an office with several other startups. Um, I see. It was graciously allowed to be used for us by, like I said, Andrew Fogarty over at the Small Business Development Center. He's a, he's a great guy. We We're, weren't paying for it or anything like that. We didn't have the money to do that. But um, essentially, that was to kind of help us understand the process of um, like getting grants or starting the business and stuff like that. But again, that process, not easy. Uh, <laughs> um, yeah. and, and it's a huge dice roll. So... Right. I decided I needed to stick with something more practical, so I started a religion.
0: <laughs> so, yeah, and that is where we're at now. So Ian is starting a religion. I, yeah. All right, Ian, please tell me you're not going to become this, this whack-ass leader. Yeah. yeah, so that's what
1: everybody's been telling me I was going to be <laughs> since I was actually really young. Because uh, I, <laughs> I speak eloquently and I tend to have lofty and idealistic goals. So my idea was to, if I'm going to do this, I have to not be a cult leader at any fucking, <laughs> like, yeah. at any angle. I can't have anybody look at it and think that that's what's happening. So the defining document of the religion isn't a scripture. It's not me talking to God. It's not me pretending to channel anything that somebody else isn't capable of doing. Yeah. Um. What it is, is, is the document is called... Uh, 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 a Declaration of Spiritual Sovereignty. So the idea is, is like, if you right now say that I'm not dogmatic, like I don't subscribe to any major religions, but I still am a deeply spiritual person, people don't take you seriously, and you don't have a community for that. It doesn't exist right now. Right, yeah. <laughs> I think that's a glaring <clears throat> problem, and it's something that's missing from the overall consciousness and people. That's just mm-hmm, <laughs> my yeah. personal opinion. These are my beliefs, and and... So I want to create a space for people to seek agency over defining their own spirituality and their own connection to a higher power because Mm -hmm. I think that it is a really powerful thing that people have. I think everybody has it, like being a bunch of places and starting, you know, in a very privileged place, and then, you know, like you said, sleeping on couches for quite a bit of time. Yeah. It, it, it's it. You meet a lot of different people from different walks of life, and the one thing that you realize is like everybody wants the same thing out of existence, mm-hmm. and that is evidence of spirituality to me. Yes. So I, I want to create a place where people are going to be able to do that without judgment and without. Uh, not having to subscribe to somebody else's
0: definition that's two thousand years old. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> Dude, that's no that that makes total sense. I mean, I uh, I would um, I would resonate with uh, such a concept. I mean, I, yeah. I I'm not a I'm not a you know you know me like I'm ethnically I'm Jewish, but yeah. I don't I'm very like surface level in my practice. Like I don't you know I. It's this, good I, I think and and so I
1: I don't want what I'm saying to sound like an attack on dogma or Oh no no. No, yeah, cuz um, I was raised yeah. Catholic and I think that's the reason why I have these kind yeah, of thought processes. Yeah. It's really good to have that lens totally. of, of of divinity being a thing. Yeah. <laughs> like for something sure. out there exists, you know? What yeah. I mean? yeah, it's a it's a great thought process.
0: Totally. Yeah, like and yeah, I I wouldn't uh knock anyone that uh does uh practice uh a religion in principle like that, but you know, but I was—I wasn't raised that way. Yeah. But a lot of folks are—they're uh, indoctrinated and such, where you know they—they they already have a predefined, uh, um, you know, finite—it uh, puts them in a box way. instead of freeing them from it. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, they already have like a predefined way of like you know how one should uh, live their life. They already have like. What is right for them in life is already dictated. A
1: predefined idea of the infinite, which is bizarre to me. right? The the more I thought about it, I was like, people are applying a ton of definitions onto something which... I I, I forgot who said it, but it's one of my favorite quotes, which is, a God defined is a God destroyed. right? So Mm -hmm. as soon as you start to limit it, as soon as you start to apply the idea or concept of something which is infinite to... A set of rules or a set of interpretations, which only you get or only a certain group of people get, like you're starting to completely bastardize the whole part, yeah right? yeah that's <laughs> so real
0: that's real as fuck it's it's and that's why like I find um, uh, bigotry through um, organized religion, religion yeah. to be entirely it's reprehensible yeah. Like contradictory to uh, what's often preached. Well, that's usually what happens when you look at like power systems
1: too. Like in general, right? Yeah, like it's it's the the idea of doublespeak and this Machiavellian attitude towards uh, how you can kind of reach a certain point and then everything you say in principle and in its like ostensible meaning and then in practice are completely separate, right? Mm-hmm. So like like uh, uh, the Catholic Church talked about how <laughs> God is a hundred thousand percent good. God is purely good. God is also completely omnipotent and completely powerful. So those two things can't exist. <laughs> yeah <laughs> like, like you can't God cannot be completely good and completely powerful at the exact same time. Mm-hmm. Just because, you know, terrible things happen. <laughs> exactly. Right, so, yeah. Like the, the the idea right there, like there are some glaring missteps and, and, and it's just the idea that like then you can take that and and Use it for terrible things. Like the road to hell is paved with good intentions.
0: That's really what it all comes oh, down yeah. to. Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's um. Yeah, man. No, that's uh, that's that's quite a you know. You're yeah, you're good. I mean, dude, I can I can I can uh, uh, sense that you've uh, thought about it. Yeah, I mean, you've studied. Uh, Would you like to read it? It's uh, short. Sh-
1: uh, sure. It's real small. Yeah. It's on my iPhone. <laughs> I'm sure Steve Jobs, if he was alive right now, would be so happy <laughs> that I wrote a scripture.
0: That a, that a, a faith is being, uh, has been um, manifested through his device. Yeah, absolutely. Here. All right, let's see. It's real short. Okay. My name is Ian Harris. The date is November 22nd, in the year of 2019. These are my true, honest and sincere religious faiths. To be born during my time is to be forced to accept aspects of reality which are tantamount to the destruction of freedom at a spiritual level. There is no acceptable community for a person who wishes to openly explore the highest power and to seek agency in defining their own connection to it. I write today in what may be a futile gesture of defiance against these glaring deficiencies in the collective consciousness i the first name of the first stone in the first house guardian of the sacred faith of humanism yes. hereby declare that by birthright all conscious human beings are imbued with a sovereign authority over their own spirituality upon our death we each are left alone to face the infinite and so we alone can define our respective connections to the intimate by Accepting this truth, we also agree to accept all people's conduits for potentially infinite energy. We are deserving of respect, of fellowship, and of community because our differences will never preclude our similarities, our pain will never preclude love, and our divided past will never preclude a future of unity, respect, and peace. This will be achieved by accepting the five cardinal faiths, which are the foundation of our spiritual community and are the only roles which much which must be obeyed without exception. The five cardinal faiths. One, every human is connected to an infinite power which governs the universe and by birthright has been imbued with the sovereign authority to define their own unique connection to it. Two, reject othering, expand the circle. That's a good one. Three, uh, treat others as you wish to be treated. Golden rule. Four, (laughs) yes, ageless. Four, find your purpose, live your purpose five preserve the past protect the present build the future these faiths are the fundament upon which the congregation will be built whose shepherds will be henceforth referred to as the order of ministers whose ranks are structured as follows novitiate did i say that right yes <laughs> <laughs> an uninitiated congregant who wishes to participate in ceremonies a novitiate may participate only once a year at any time of their choosing An acolyte, Acolyte. 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 Uh, a congregant who has officially joined the ranks of the faith of Unism, whose name is inscribed upon a veritas stone. Minister, an ordained member of the order, who has been trained in the application of ceremonies and can perform them. High ministers are the governors of an all-house who train ministers arch minister, ordain high ministers, and serve as members of the High Council, the administrative body of unism, and the guardian, the minister of ministers, the supreme authority within unism. Is that you? Yes. <laughs> You're the guardian. <laughs> All positions are to be held for the entirety of the member's life. In accordance to our first cardinal faith, our congregation is entitled to practicing rituals known as transpections which are carefully controlled, well-regulated ceremonies administered by ministers, during which congregants use sacramental psychoactives called entheogens to boost transcendence. Now that
1: is not a term that I invented either, an entheogen is pretty much anything that makes you feel transcendent or or allows you to feel connected to a higher power. Sure, they can
0: also participate in binding ceremonies which bind congregations together in unity and faith and are led by high ministers. These ceremonies may use less potent entheogens and take place at all houses, the place of worship and study that also serves as a home for any congregant seeking asylum. In accordance to our second faith, no person can ever be refused spiritual agency within our sacred ranks for reasons pertaining to identity in any way. Race, dogma, age, intelligence, gender, sexuality, social class, and wealth, along with any other form of human division, are all excluded from being preclusions of membership. Any rhetoric which may contribute to othering is disallowed from the veritas. In accordance with our third faith, we make a sacred pact to engage those with whom we have disagreements with peace, kind and understanding. It is not enough to simply accept those with whom we find favor and to pass silent judgment on our enemies. Instead, we seek out our enemies to shower them with understanding and compassion. In accordance with our fourth faith our community is dedicated to helping each other achieve their true godly purpose while on earth our dreams goals drives and ambitions are called missions and can be infinitely impactful in scale they can be listed in designated areas of any all house to ex- encourage fellow congregants to participate in accordance with our fifth and final faith the congregant the congregation recognizes the veritas as a living reflection of our holy consciousness it is compromised, it's comprised of two parts. One is a collection of stones, of which every all-house must contain at least one, upon which the names and ranks of all congregants are inscribed. This record of writing, music, and art may be admitted into a library which constitutes the second half of the Veritas. We are bound not by the scriptures of antiquity, and not by the interpretations of any one human, but by a timeless duty, to explore and expand consciousness, and to explore and expand our connection to the highest of energies. Yes. Oh. heavy. <laughs> I like it. Yeah. <laughs> well, for one, I gotta say, uh, your um, your spiritual nomenclature is on point. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It wasn't um, just in the Twitter bio. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I could, I could sense uh, you probably went through. Um, uh, quite a few drafts of that. Tons. Uh, Tons. Yeah. Tons. yeah. <laughs> I mean, I had no idea, like, that, you know, this was a, um, uh, this was any kind of, uh, uh, prospect for you, like, uh, yeah, beyond. Neither until quite recently, actually. <laughs> as you can tell, yeah, November 22nd. So, uh, you know. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, so I want to point to two things. First, yeah. That, um, for one, like um, I'm, uh, like it's awesome that you know, like for, for one, it's like when I when I thought of like creative mediums to uh, to platform on this show, you yeah. know, like I don't necessarily even have in mind that someone is um, introducing a new faith uh, <laughs> of which they're getting legally registered. Yeah. Um, but hey, see each their own. I mean, it is. Uh, it is a creative medium and it is a, a form of, it's an expression of ideas. Um, in, and love and fear plays into that too. Yeah, absolutely. And second, and this is like, this is wild. Like, I mean, you're like, I mean, because you're creating something, you're by default going out of your comfort zone. Yeah. But specifically in such a sensitive, uh, area as is religion, um, you know, just by default, going into this, like, people are gonna want to come after you for <laughs> believing something they don't believe. You know, like yeah. religion is. I mean, it's obviously, it's clearly such a, it's a, um, it's a factor in uh, so much world conflict and I in think, history and everything. Yeah, you know?
1: therein lies the problem, right? So what, what, what you kind of see is that as of yet, every power structure which has been created is based upon division. Mm-hmm. So that's my, my, my term that I've used for that is othering, right? So yeah, in order to right. actually uh, take control over a certain group of people, right, or, or to at least unify their beliefs with yours, up until right. now, Every person that's done that has done it by separating you from some boogeyman. Mm-hmm. You need yeah. to be able to do that, right? Like, and 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 so, like, if we if we talk about like politics in America, is a great way to kind of illustrate this to people. Conservatives try and say, okay, you're citizen versus non-citizen. You are, uh, you know, legal versus illegal, right? Mm-hmm. And and, and um, you know, socialism does the same thing. It's bourgeoisie, proletariat. You are a completely separate species at this point, right? So I've I've divided you and slowly that crack begins to expand and terrible things begin to happen. Sure. Right? And yeah. so if, if any group based upon division is allowed enough power terrible things happen. Right? Like that's, yeah. that's generally how at least my understanding of history is, right? Like I'm a layman, I don't understand everything. Yeah. But, but, but yeah. just from what I understand, right, it's, it's, it's been constantly about setting certain groups against one another and I think that's, that's the issue, right? Because faith is a powerful thing. Mm-hmm. So if you set people against each other on the basis of faith, you've got something which can remain toxic for perpetuity.
0: Yeah, 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 yeah. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) and you don't use that word often for many things. Um, Absolutely, and no, that's that's real. I mean, like that's like it's exactly it. Like you're taking uh, among the boldest of risks, like introducing a new idea system in which people you know, uh, mission their life out of, you know? Like, that's, I mean, that's like... that's Because that's
1: the other thing, too, is I feel like a lot of times power structures are built upon making sure people don't live purposefully, Mm -hmm. right? Like, you're not actually given the agency to figure out what you... What do you actually have a problem with? What do you love? Like, what do you want to make sure that is given the opportunity to flourish? Like, do you actually want to go out and do that? Or is it easier for people in power to just
0: have a whole lot of people that are highly opinionated and not really want yeah, really? yeah, seriously, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Right. And, um, yeah, like, and it's the the crazy thing is in any, in many organized religions, not all of them, but, uh, uh, frequently, um, as it is, uh, um, as it has, uh, transpired through history, is like, it's so, like, bigotry through religion is so antithetical. Yeah. Because, like, you are, like, religion is is designed to give i mean a it gives people answers it gives people closure with their with their existence and yeah. b
1: which is something which I think I may be deficient in because I don't purport to know the answers. Right, like that's that's the one thing right. that I feel like I'm missing that maybe right. some of the old dogmatic ways do have. Right? Yeah, yeah. Because I'm I'm not here to tell you exactly what it's all about. What I am right. here to do is tell you there's a way for you to figure it out yourself mm-hmm. because your definition is ultimately the one that you're going to keep with yourself. Yeah, you know what I mean. So it's it's learning is really the most yeah. important thing that you can teach in my opinion yeah. right so I don't want certainly yeah absolutely sure but certainly. like in terms of like like the big three Abrahamic religions right you've got like Islam you've got um, Christianity and you've got Judaism like they're all based upon the same group of scriptures yeah right so <laughs> yeah. the further you delve into it the more you realize like these are the three most powerful spiritual forces at least in terms of worldwide faith right mm-hmm. that exist and yet, they they are starkly divided amongst one yeah. another, despite essentially talking about the exact same thing. Right? Yeah. I mean, like certain schools of thought in Islam believe a, a ton of what Jesus was talking about. Right? Not in the same context as a Christian, but that that still exists. And if you tell that to a Christian in somewhere yeah. in like the deep south, sometimes, right, you'll find somebody that is completely bewildered by that fact. Yeah. Right. Because because <laughs> a lot of the time Christians are raised to. to, to believe, again, a very small box, right? Like, because I was told, like, if you are not baptized Catholic, you're going to hell even if you're a great guy. And that didn't sit right with yeah. me. <laughs> like, I I yeah. know a lot of great guys.
0: <laughs> you know what I mean? Right, I don't yeah. think that I deserve it because of the water. I think I deserve it because of the contents of my spirit. Mm-hmm. You know what Like, I mean? even, even division, and that's a crazy thing, too, division within an Abrahamic religion. Like, dude, I... don't even I, have to leave. Dude, to
1: yeah. you don't have to leave. Like, yeah, because, like... like Protestant, Catholic, you know what I mean. Like right. there's, there's a ton of it. Exactly. In, in
0: Islam, Shiite, sh- sh- Sunni. Sunni. Yeah. They like they like you know like they have wage wage war against every each single other. time.
1: And 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 it's a tiny difference too. Is it's, it's yeah. who, who who they believe uh, is is essentially the rightful heir to the the, the the title of prophet, right? And so essentially, like you look into all of it, it doesn't affect you on your daily life. So you're mm-hmm. killing somebody over doing essentially the same set
0: of practices right. as you. It's bizarre. Too. When you're Jewish. Like, there's. the Okay. Me being speaking from the community, there's Jews that base their entire Jewish identity on Zionism. And there's many Jews that aren't Zionists at all. Yeah, exactly. You
1: know, like, so, Israel, yeah, is another one of those absolutely yeah. di- d- dividing factors.
0: Exactly. Right? Yeah. But it's like. And. Like, the thing is, it's crazy that, you know. Um, so, so much persecution even exists within um and at that point um and see like the and the problem is is like you see that the persecution
1: pulls up it shows up out of nowhere everywhere right so every every group of people has never like got together and been like all right we're gonna do a bunch of fucked up stuff to a group of people mm-hmm. who's different from us. Like, nobody just shows up and says that right at the onset. It's it's not, not right. even a group as reprehensible as the Nazis even did that. They got yeah. together and they were like, we're going to bring Germany out of blah, blah, blah. And then they did a whole bunch of fucked up stuff exactly. afterwards, right? Yeah. So the idea is that, like, none of these groups started that way, but they were still based around the idea of division. Right, right. And, and and
0: well, look at the creation of Israel. Well, it was created on
1: not just Israel, right? So it's everything, right? It's, yeah, so nationalism yeah, right. as a whole. I think I think nationalism is a religion in itself, and mm-hmm. I think that that's a strange way to think about it. But it's it, you're worshiping dirt. Yeah. Gonna, like, <laughs> it's a
0: religion that you that many of these these folks are more. Committed to than an Absolutely. actual than a real
1: sense or religion, yeah, yeah, because it's it's patriotism, which in itself is declining too, right? So like people are understanding that like this has all been for show, right? Yeah, and, and I think people are starting to wake up to that. But in certain places in the world, you're not allowed to even think like that. Yeah. But it's it's people are. Tying themselves together through bonds that don't make any sense, yeah. right? So like they're nat- directly contradictory. Nationalism is, uh, like I said, like a religion of dirt, and, and I, I tend to believe that ideas are stronger than dirt. Because, <laughs> like to me, I don't have fuck to do with anybody that's living right now in Arkansas, right? Now, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Anything to do with any of right. it, but because of this idea of what we all support together, we are capable of f- forming a bond. But the problem mm. is, is that bond's based upon just the dirt. Like, and just these specific areas. And because of that, you see dehumanizing happening for people outside of your Mm -hmm. dirt. So you come from that dirt, you're not even legal on top of my dirt. Like, that's fucked up. Your existence isn't? Like, that's that's completely bizarre. I am by no means somebody that is, like, a, a new... Leftist or anything, you and I have gotten into all sorts of yeah. Political we debate, certainly have. But there's one thing which I completely agree upon, which is the fact that no human being is illegal anywhere, right? So that's a yes. silly, It's a silly distinction to make, and it's something that a lot of these dirt worshippers yeah. will do.
0: You know, it's I mean? ha- it's a heinous entitlement is all, all it is. You know, like absolutely. I mean, stolen wax. Seriously, that. you know, like dude, like you know, we're. Um, you know we we get all in uh we get in cahoots with our family members over a over a, a, a dinner with, with a turkey and mashed potatoes and stuffing and, and celebrate and, genocide right yeah, yeah but we're really yeah we're celebrating genocide of indigenous people that still have not received reparations to this day not and at all, you all yeah. and I read an article recently actually that was really powerful and it's honestly reshaped the entire way I philosophize like the the idea of like states and the idea of immigration it's yeah. like and and the article is about no state has a right to exist this the the question should be not does a state have the right to exist but is the way a state exists right yeah you know like i like that I yeah like that a lot. and you know and like and and is it and has there
1: ever been one cuz i don't i, I don't, don't think necessarily so. think so right so like oh. the idea of nationalism as a whole but again, like it, it brought us out of darker times, but at the same time, it brought us into even darker times than we started with. Because we, we create in, problems. That's what it is. And, yeah. and, and, and the problem is, is, what we do is, is we create more problems to solve the old ones. We don't address anything but symptoms. The, the, the yeah. sickness is division. Right. The symptom is these heinous crimes against groups of people. The symptom is tribalism. Yeah. The sickness is division. So I think we've confused the two of them mm-hmm. for a really long time, yeah. and that's an issue. Mm-hmm. Because what happens is we keep further dividing ourselves in order to solve the problem. Yeah. Right. So <laughs> yeah. we go, okay, so this problem is everybody hates each other, so we're all going to get over here, and we're going to hate you. And, yeah. Yeah. And afterwards, we're going to figure out who was right. And so like, we, we're kind of just letting all of this play out
0: like some divine drama, and that's not really. what it should be. We should having outright discussion with The love and other. compassion. Absolutely, right? And that's why, like, something that truly irks me, and I understand that folks that have, you know, like, we're people of, you know, of both white and male privilege. And, yeah. like, you know, we, and like, we, um, you know, we have a, like, we don't understand oppressions that many other groups have. And so I do...
1: Sim- so, so the one thing I want to disagree with you on that, right? So this is something that I think increases divides. So there's, and it's something that specifically the liberal left in America tends to do. Sure. And there are sins on all sides. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I'm not not trying to castigate just liberals or leftists, because I consider myself absolutely a liberal, not necessarily a leftist. But um, to me, the idea that you can't understand somebody else's suffering completely alienates you from being able to empathize, sympathize, or solve any of these problems. Right? Because when you say, oh, well, since my opinion on it, this is completely out of there, you, you create division. You create a homogenized group that says that they are sure. oppressed as well, opposed to a group that is allowed to actually discuss with
0: them. So I do agree. I do agree. I was, yeah, and I was like, yeah. Get I was um, getting toward where like I was saying like how I think that everything you're saying is actually like, you know, why it's so imperative to be engaging with folks that Absolutely. that, you know, that have a, a different subjective reality than you, and I mean, yes. and by all means. I, and that's and that's why, like you know, I try to have civilized discussions with people that I disagree with. Yeah, I learn more from those than the
1: ones that I because t- I took I mean, y- Well, you can't live in an echo chamber, drip, right? Yeah, because like, everybody's yeah. just like, yeah, that's so right. That's also what I thought when I walked in this conversation. <laughs> but you're so right when you said it. Like, yeah. shut up. Like one of the craziest conversations I ever had to kind of help understand what's going on in America and how many different people are living different mm-hmm. existences. Uh, I worked at a video store for a little bit, and a guy comes in. He's a Native American man. He's wearing a shirt that says the world's largest genocide that's ever existed 100 million dead and it's got a picture of a native american man on it and i was like i appreciate your shirt more people should know about that right and me and him started riffing going back and forth and what i found out about him was he was a marine he was also a staunch trump supporter and so this was and so yeah exactly that was my first thought i was like that's not what i was expecting at all right And he's talking about how much he hates immigration, how much he hates the fact that people are even happening here. And I'm thinking, like, these people are being put in camps at the border, and I'm talking to him He was He's like, well, they had no right to come here that way. That's not what they were doing. So, like, first I was thinking, like, well, maybe the reason why that he's got this thought process is he's a Marine. He fought and he saw people die for the idea of this dirt that we live on right now. So perhaps that was it. And then I was like, maybe this goes even deeper than that who the hell has a bigger case to make against immigration than a Native American, right? Like, like, so, at the end of the day, I'm thinking, like, there's so many different perspectives that exist out here, and what I did throughout the entire thing was I was trying to understand why, and I learned a lot about the nature of where you are and the history that it's tied to,
0: Mm -hmm. because
1: anybody... That has any group of people, right? Any cultural identity that should have the most to say about what America is now should probably be Native Americans because they were here from the onset. Yeah. yeah. And and if that's what his thought process is, I need to get out and learn more about what's going on. You know what I mean? Well, yeah.
0: And that's why, like, it's so, like, I... That's why it's so important where, like, as hard as it may be for other people that, you know, may... Have experienced such emotional trauma or or systemic oppression that they cannot engage with people. I, I get that. So or, did you
1: did you ever see that Twitter altercation that I was in with somebody and then yep. uh, Ariana Grande hopped in just at one point and it was a very yeah super, I did see that super yeah. bizarre that that's the way yeah, the internet works. Yeah. But no, and that was one of the best conversations we had. Right, so like they were talking about I don't remember what the actual debate was at the beginning, but the whole conversation was centered around. Um, whether or not um people are allowed to participate in certain conversations and stuff like that and and i was talking with somebody who is um very much a, a progressive thinker and very much somebody who's a kind of of the the new school of thought in terms of progressive uh, mm-hmm. ideologies and so this and she is a a, a girl she uh, and so me and her were having this conversation and what she was essentially saying was that like it's it's constantly Piers Morgan was involved as well. It was very strange. Um, so she, talking <laughs> wow. He was him being a bigot, right? And my whole comment to her that I had at the end of the conversation that wrapped everything up was I told her, like, listen. Because of my ability to listen to people like you who have opinions that differ from mine, when I... I'm old and I look exactly like Piers Morgan because there's a possibility that that might happen at some <laughs> yeah. point. Right? I am not going to be talking or espousing the same rhetoric as him because of my ability to expose myself to your thoughts and rationale with an open mind. And she was like, "Wow, I'm really glad that we follow each other. It's been a great conversation because it was awesome. I-, I find that there's a, like a lot of vitriol on the internet that's really? why I left Twitter, right because, yeah, yeah, like a shitty side of me tends to come out after yeah, a while, and I yeah. didn't like that, right. But at the same totally. time, it was still a great opportunity to have that conversation. Right. Well,
0: know, I think it. about folks that belong to um minority identities that like you know, vote conservative or yeah, better, more to the point support Trump, you yeah. know like I think of you know I, like Vice does a lot of good work with that where yeah. they bring uh, people of various political beliefs that are all belong to very that all belong to like the same like marginalized community and and like that's why like it's things like that that remind me it's like as emotionally charged and that's where pol- like like politics impossible like inevitably get emotionally charged
1: yeah because it's so much in the balance yeah. right?
0: and so that's my whole pro- like. My whole problem is, is
1: that like this whole time, every single cycle that happens, yeah. we keep giving more and more sweeping power right. to the government.
0: And that's why like I have to like I have to curb myself because a lot of times I will like um, you know, uh, I will mentally like kind of jump to conclusions about people that I don't have firsthand experience with yeah. or don't know personally or don't know like what background they come from. They may be somewhere completely different where I'm at in my understanding of, like, different oppressions or different systems or whatever. But, you know, I I catch my, I have to catch myself. It's like a part of me wants to believe, oh, yeah, like, all Trump supporters, like, are racist. It's so easy. It's to, so right? easy and to make so that. It's so easy to fall right? into
1: that. But then you realize, like, this, this is not, like, what it is. Right. right? And so, like, that, that's the problem with how everybody is brought into these, like, these tribes, right? right? These different groups, and with politics specifically, it's a vicious cycle because they're both working towards the same thing. Like I'm a libertarian, you know that I'm a libertarian, yeah. Um, and I'm pretty, I'm leftist. Yeah, exactly. So. You know, like, but my my whole thought process is is the only thing worse than a Democrat is a Republican, and here's why: Democrats talk about big government, they talk about big government spending, big taxes, right? And they do so under the guise of liberalism. But the thing is, is when a Republican gets elected and they want to build a wall, there's a shitload more money to do it if there was a Democrat in office beforehand. right? So they provide sweeping, sweeping powers to the government mm-hmm. under the guise of liberalism until a conservative who pretends that they want small government decides that they want to oppress women for their rights, huh? decides that they want to oppress the legals for their rights, decides that they want to oppress anything else. right? And, it, and it's, it's terrifying to me, too, because at the same time, uh, Democrats want to take everybody's guns, and that scares me too. Right. Because that's
0: like uh, usually a symptom of something that right. the, the government. Which wants. I mean, yeah. and that, that's a thing. Like, I mean, I definitely I, that's something I don't have a fully formed opinion on. Is is like, I mean, I'm I'm staunchly for gun control, but I don't quite know what my solution is yet. I mean, so that's that's my thing, right? Cause like, I, I don't quite know. I don't quite know what works or doesn't work in that department in my opinion right like
1: controlling guns is a lot like controlling drugs it's disastrous right like the drug the drug war created drug epidemics in america and it created cartels which are more powerful than pretty much any of the agencies that are chasing them um controlling guns will do the exact same thing and it will also be uh, an increase in crackdown on uh minority communities right so you want to talk about principle versus effect so if you're going to go and take everybody's guns, I promise you, black and brown communities are going to be inadvertently cu- targeted much more than than any type of white legal gun owning community, right? Sure. And and at the other hand, you you look at the actual statistics on gun ownership and gun crime,
0: right? So so uh, I know a lot. Like, aren't like most shootings committed with firearms as opposed to? Uh, well, it's, it's pistols. It's
1: almost all entirely 80, eighty. I believe it's eighty or above percent of gun crime is pistols. Um. I, I have a lot of friends in law enforcement, I do talk to a lot of cops actually, mm-hmm. like people that are really on the street getting all of this stuff taken care of, right, and, and it's not AR-15s that are doing gun crime nine times out of ten, right, yeah. So and what you do have is legal gun owners that own a shitload of AR-15s, and then you've got people like Beto O'Rourke that are saying like, okay, we're going to just come and take them all over the place, and that scares the shit out of me because that means that there's probably going to be a lot of dead people trying to grab them. There, like You know what I mean? Like, like, yeah. like the cops that have to go into crazy people's houses that own a shitload of AR-15s. You're putting people in danger just through that. You're putting legal gun owners in danger because you've got law enforcement busting in the houses where a kid might be playing loud video games and they think a gunshot happened in the other room, now a shot. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. like The actual practice yeah. of taking everybody's guns is terrifying to me. Background checks on mental health. Like, I like it in principle. Love it, right? But at the same time, think about it. Racist governments. How, who's going to get affected worse? Now, Mexicans can't get a gun. Now black people can't get guns. Now minority groups can't mm. get guns. You know what I mean? Like, like the the the, the actual principles sound great, but then you get into the racial disparities of the system are going to play, and it's not yeah. just racial too, because it'll it'll get to every. They'll figure out yeah. ways to divide amongst right. people, yeah. right? And so, like, that's the thing: principle versus practice. That doublespeak. Well, yeah, and words. that's
0: why I'm gonna like. I, that's why I say like I don't have like a fully formulated opinion because I don't have enough background knowledge on what has in practice. Been the most effective way to yeah. uh, curb gun violence. I mean, it's well. This is what
1: this is what I, I, it's it's got to be jobs. You've got to make people capable of providing for themselves. Like I, I talked to a detective right in Chicago Heights. He told me seven out of the eight murders that I found in my jurisdiction within the most recent amount of time. Right, so seven out of the eight that have happened have all been kids, 18 or under, it's all been with a handgun, and it's all been over an ounce of weed or less. Holy fuck! It's and it's terrifying, right? Yeah. So like that's what's happening almost all over the place, and it's 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 terrifying, right? Mm-hmm. Now, if you want to stop most gun death involving like like suicide, you need to have mental health checkups on people, right? Uh, if you want to do stop accidental gun deaths, then if you're a parent. You got to make sure that you've got a like a locked place in your house. You know yeah, what I'm saying? Like, right, like yeah. very understandable restrictions, right? So maybe have a sheriff come make sure that you've got a gun safe. If you've got a kid, you know what I mean. Yeah, you should yeah. not have guns laying around if you got a five year old. Oh, there you yeah, go. Like you totally. solved half of it. Yeah, but nobody sure. wants to talk about common sense stuff because yeah. as soon as uh, somebody starts bringing it up, like it's it's not it's not the most
0: sensible voice that gets listened to the most. It's the oh, loudest totally. or the yeah. flashiest. You know what I mean? Well, right, and and like. Yeah, and there's the whole thing, you know. There's outrage culture, of course, and that that like in the, in response to catastrophe, and I like I get it. And this is this is going back to what like what I was saying earlier about how like p- political conversations inevitably become emotionally charged, yeah. where sensible like step by step reform or legislation or any form of progress like it's you know it gets so like difficult to do and it's like i can't and you know you have to like there's going to be people with varying opinions on a topic but and you're and another thing is you are not going to agree with with another person on everything like there is no no other person in the world that like is not a entire carbon copy of you yeah that is going to have the exact same belief as you. No, and if you run I'm into that, thing. you should probably kill it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, like <laughs> It'll probably take your place. No, but, uh, but uh, so yeah. the yeah. The point is
1: though is that there's a saying in Chinese that roughly uh, translates to um, catch more fish in muddy waters, right? And so these these are the powerful people essentially stir up every single issue and they pettifog every single thing so that by the end of it we've all voted for some type of legislation where a very powerful person has just become more powerful and we don't realize yeah. that that's what's happened right so I'm, I'm kind of almost apolitical in that in that regard right? right so it's 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 I feel like the only way to to figure out how to stop any of this from happening is first Unity amongst actual people based upon something that is bigger than dirt, yeah, right? So yeah, like, yeah. Do I have something that I can connect with this person on, despite the fact that they may be completely different from me in every single regard, right? I need to find common ground because mm-hmm. otherwise you can dehumanize people in your mind,
0: and terrible things happen because of that, right? It, right? And, and exactly. <laughs> like I can't. I can. Okay. I'll put it this way. There are people that, like, are. Like pretty conservative, pretty right wing yeah. that I'm friends with. But the reason I'm friends with them is because you know they, you know my ultimately my subjective experience is different than theirs. Their background is different than mine. Yeah. They've been exposed to different things than I have. Well, we grew up in a very liberal like like urban epicenter, right? Yeah. So right. essentially, what we were. Being taught is not the same values right. as a lot of people. Exactly. And, like, I can't... It's it's just so counterintuitive to, like, you know, jump to, a, jump to a conclusion about somebody or, you know, like, make an assumption about them before I even get to know them. Because then, like, the thing is, it's like, if you're going to take such a strong opinion on something, like... And, but, you know, entirely, like, demonize or dehumanize somebody that doesn't have the exact same view, processes. then yeah. you don't even know what you're arguing against after a well, certain point. what it is, is is you're not actually arguing. The person who
1: put these thoughts into your head is arguing, right? You're just echo chambering somebody else who's right. actually gaining power off of what you're doing. You're not gaining yeah. power off of espousing any of this rhetoric. None of it actually benefits you. You're benefiting somebody else. Your, your willpower has been hijacked by othering is really what it is. So, like, right. you're... You and another person who both want the exact same things out of life now hate each other. That's exactly because yeah. Two incredibly powerful people told you to right, and mm-hmm. so what, the the idea is if you two stopped hating each other, there's no more of that. Those right. people have no more power to glean off of you. But that's that's how all of this works, right? Yeah. And it's not just government; it's religion. It's right. it's it's everything. Just social things. it's yeah, it's, right. it's race. There are a lot of people right now, right? So like like. It's silly things on Twitter that people don't realize like people make all sorts of jokes like white people this this and that right and most of them are hilarious because I don't take them seriously exactly but they don't (laughs) understand the fact that like there is a huge group of people that think now that their identity is under attack right so now i'm a white person and i'm scared because i think white people are being attacked even though it's just a bunch of hilarious jokes on the internet right and and the, the whole white genocide conspiracy theory is right. yeah. like what it's a fiction right but then the thing is is the first person that they listen to that tells them it's okay to be white or, or 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 the first person that tells them listen you should be proud of your whiteness specifically now that person is malevolent and that person's going to use you for really really terrible things but it's it's they didn't realize that all of this started with a stupid ass Twitter joke, right? So, yeah, yeah, right, and, yeah. And, and that that happens like that is why you see white nationalists being born today because we don't think that that's mm-hmm. even possible. Like people in your and I realm, like we don't think like that. Like that's right, just yeah. not how I was raised. It's no, never a benefit, no. Of, but like you need to understand why these people exist if you're going to stop them from existing, mm-hmm. right? Because white right. nationalism is a disease and you, it, it should. should stop happening, yeah. right? But but if you're going to get rid of it, you can't just get rid of the systems. You can't just shut down the Klan and think there's not going to be a racist ever again. So there will be. And so you need to figure out why these people are being hijacked. Because it's it's their spirits that are being hijacked. Because you look at uh, the most intense racism that's ever happened in American history has been amongst poor people in the South, right? Mm -hmm. Who the fuck has more to do with you, right? Like a bourgeoisie, super rich white person in the city who owns the businesses that you live and work at and isn't going to pay you a good raise, Uh, uh, Wage, Or is it the the, the fellow worker that you think is taking your job just because he's black and now you've seen him as something completely different because of some literature that you read? Like, you have everything in common with the neighbors that you hate now. Like, these are the people Mm -hmm. that you should be supporting with each other. These are the people that you should be building communities with. But instead that you're divided, and now the governments in the South are allowed to do things like take women's rights away from them because they're incredibly powerful in their conservative values down there. Mm -hmm. People don't realize, like, life is just different in certain states. You go down there, like,
0: they're repealing Roe v. Wade all over the place. I know. Like, right, exactly. Like, you know, there's uh, this recent thing I saw, like, going on in Ohio right now about how, like, a doctor might be, like... Facing like he's facing it's a potential kind of like a murder. Yeah, like, essentially, or like he essentially because he performed or a uh, performed abortion uh, an abortion on an ectopic an ectopic present pregnancy.
1: So yeah, so he was saving life. He was, yeah, he was, he was preserving yeah. life, and 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 people are going and and that's all. It's all. It's all. In, it's all put there. That's, it was Muddy Waters that created that, right? So, like, the, the governments that got that fish of being able to take away your rights to do all of these things, like, they got that by allowing these people to hate each other for a bunch of fucking innocuous bullshit that mm-hmm. has nothing to do with anything. Right, right. right. Like there's not... It's, it's like, specifically race, right? Like the, and, and you can look at all of these kind of sinister groups of people that really feed off of racial tensions mm-hmm. in America, right? Right. China, right now. Did you, have you heard about what they've been doing? It's... So we've been trying to criticize them for what they're doing to the Uyghurs, which are that uh, Muslim minority which is being butchered by China right right, now for uh, organ harvesting. Right and right now, the, uh, there's uh, some Chinese minister was just on Twitter, essentially saying the U.S. has no right to talk about it because the U.S. is a racist country. And see, like that, and so that's like literally the point that I was just making. And it, the fact that it is a Chinese phrase is only more apt because like, yeah, it's just, it's just how everything
0: ends up playing yeah, out. Man. You know what I dude, mean, dude? Totally. And I mean, like, yeah, I it's so much deep we have to do a saga of these episodes. Yeah, we're like, going to have to do a couple of them. Honestly, <laughs> though, like, yeah, I mean, I, like, I mean, you know, like, like, we specified before, like, you and I, you know, do have, um, difference in thought, yeah. uh, but the thing is, like... It's kind of what makes our dynamic. Right, well, right, but, like, you're, you're still, like, sensibly, um, you know, uh, uh, you're sensibly presenting your argument, and nothing... You, you're saying is irrational at all yeah. you know it's like I'm glad yeah yeah. I mean it's like I think um while I may have my beliefs too and I am no exception to acting emotionally uh, rather than reasonably like I gotta curb myself before you know I choose to uh, jump to a, jump to a conclusion about somebody yeah. that I happen to differ in opinion with and, and I mean like sure like so I this is the thing too right so don't jump to conclusions
1: about that person ever Right? But do jump to conclusions about the thought. Because the thought is sometimes toxic and awful. And I think that that's like the number one thing that, that like free and open discourse between people is great about. Right. Right? Like if, if you have an idea that I think is toxic, I'm going to attack your idea with everything I, I have. Yeah. If, if, same. Exactly. Yeah, right? Same. But but I shouldn't have to attack you as a person in order to do right. that. Right. And in debate, like they call that, that's just an ad hominem. Right? So like yeah. you're just attacking that person personally. And that's not what you should be doing. You
0: should be attacking mm-hmm. the argument and that's the whole point. Right. Because like I, I mean, sure, like, there's a lot of Trump supporters I can't fucking stand, but that's because they're annoying. Yeah. That's because they're pieces of shit. (laughs) That's because they're, like, close-minded, they troll. Yeah, Yeah, they're just fucking assholes. But I know people that have voted for Trump that are sensible people that I know have big hearts, and they just, you know, they just were not raised... They had different values. They weren't raised in a democratic household, and I'm not going to hold that against them. I can disagree with them all my fucking all day. Like, you talk to these people (laughs) that are,
1: like, hardcore conservatives, like they're, they're not Satan, right? Like, right. Like that's the thing that like they'll kind of lead you to believe is like if you go into one of those houses, they'll shoot you just immediately. As like you tell them you like Elizabeth Warren. Like that's yeah. not the case. The the idea is like that they want to keep you from having those conversations because as soon as you start to these things that they've these these caricatures of each other that we've started to paint. Start to melt away because you realize like this is a person that just cares about his family. He might be a business owner. He wants a tax break. Like that's it's yeah. really not anything nah. deeper than that. He could give a fuck about immigration. He's just not trying to give a third of his money to the government, right? Which yeah. I get because at the same time you give a third of your money to the government, you're funding the next set of camps that they
0: build. You're funding the next wall that some yeah. loon decides like, to build. Whether it's like my belief set or your belief set, like yeah. you know, even with like the disparities. Like, we still, you and I want to, we want the same thing, and that is to, like, with your, like, with this religion, yeah. um, which I'm, that will segue into my final question here, but, like, you and I both see the, um, the, uh, disproportion of power yeah. as the evil in this world. Yeah. That, like, when power, when, like, power is used to divide people put people into set against each other, yeah, yeah set people against each other you know like you like that's the ultimate sin right yeah, yeah like that's the you know the to you, you want to curb the social divide with this new religion yeah. and i quite frankly think that's one of my greatest values in life is to is i mean i mean you've been to parties i throw, I love yeah. bringing people together yeah. you know like i hate it's always a big group yeah, yeah. i i mean I, I i fucking hate division i hate cliques yeah. i hate I hate, you know, elitism. I hate, like, this this sense of... Pretentiousness. yeah, exactly. Like, I just... That, I think... You hate othering. That's what it is. othering. (laughs) Yeah. 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 And it's like, yeah, you know, like, um, there's been plenty of undoing and unlearning that I've had to do with things that uh, I never had to think about in the past, but that being said, like, I see the dismantling of power as a means to divide people and control people because it's ultimately super important, right? And so like this is Alright, so I, I I see where you're coming with this. So like openly this religion that you like you want to curb that control mechanism that so many like dogmatic religions yes have.
1: and religions and governments yeah. and political structures like all of them they all kind of use the same system and they turn it upside down instead of using it for what the point is mm-hmm. right because we've discovered since a very early time in human history we get together we're more powerful because mm-hmm. we are potentially limitless we have the potential to actually unleash limitless Divine energy yeah. Right? Well, not even just that, right? A thought from a human brain gave us nuclear energy. So, a singular atom, which everything is comprised of, the force that binds the nucleus of an atom, so not even just the building blocks of reality, the tiny building block of the building block of reality, <laughs> contains enough energy to fuel a city, right? So, yeah. like, that is. Just further proof of the fact that if we think about anything hard enough, we'll figure it out, right? So <laughs> I, I do believe that, right? Yeah. And, and together, we're even better at doing that. But the problem mm-hmm. is, if we're continuing to set against each other, it, it's going to be a problem, mm-hmm. right? And, yeah. and so, like, I think that, that's honestly why I have such a big problem with socialism, is because socialism at its core has some of the greatest principles ever, Right So like they got like this close to figuring it out, and then at the very end, they just fuck off with everything because mm-hmm. what it is is like, okay, we should all get together, we should all figure out our own self-sustaining systems, and then we should be able to execute these systems on a global scale, right? But then they go, but no fucking rich people." I like, wait a minute, because there are certain rich people which do amazing things because Bill Gates has done more to fight the global mortality rates than pretty much any nation has ever done, right Like he, he goes everywhere and tries to fix things. And so I see capital as being a, a way to build up human power and potential and in the right hands capital is a really great way to get things done instead of coercion which is what socialism relies on at its core right you need to do this if you want to be a part of this society Mm -hmm. that's my problem is the coercive aspect of it so it's 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 that and it's it's the dogmatic religions that do the exact same thing which is like we are chosen by god but because of that everyone else is godless right and that's Mm -hmm. that's a silly thought as well because i've the, the the impetus behind doing any of this, and the reason why I'm not just going to seminary school as a Catholic, right, is because I looked into religions from a very young age. My grandma and my uncle specifically taught me about, like, Buddhism in the seventh grade. And it just blew my mind as a Catholic, right? And you're like, wow, this is completely different than I learned about Baha'i. I I learned about Unitarian Universalism. I learned about, you know, Judaism, Islam. Like, there there are so many faiths that do so many beautiful things for so many people, but they they stop so short of actually getting to anything, because they insist that if a god exists, a limitless being, he gives a shit what you call him. Right? Like, yeah. Why? Why would anybody get like upset like over something so trivial? Vain
0: his name, you know. Yeah,
1: exactly. Or, yeah. or even like, worshiping a different god, right? So, like, you call the, the Muslims call God uh, a right? Yeah. And but they're still talking about Yahweh essentially. So it's just a different pronunciation, and these people think they're damned for it, and that is ridiculous, right? So, so pronunciation leads to damnation. I refuse to believe that. But it's you're it.
0: all talking about the highest power. You know it's what I mean? A- it's a verbal utterance at the end of the day that we gave meaning to yeah, exactly you so the air yeah so if I yeah, precisely so that being said you know uh, granted this this religion becomes you know uh, legally registered as uh, you have set your goal yeah how do you feel you're going to prevent these um, these uh you know, power mechanisms from arising within, within yeah. yeah, so
1: that's that's my biggest, so it's, it's multiple approaches, right? Number one, it's a closed system, right? So nobody's going to be able to just hop in and just use the rhetoric for something that's evil. So mm-hmm. I, it needs to be something that I am capable of taking responsibility for, at least on some level. Uh, two in terms of actual written rhetoric, like what you read, it's really hard to twist that one, right? Yeah, <laughs> like, right, like the yeah. whole point of what I was doing there, I was like, this cannot be warped into.
0: Where, th- yeah, two. where it can't be like it's it'd be very like y- you phrased it in such a way that like you know. Um, you know, someone couldn't like an, a fundamentalist wouldn't be able to hijack. Exactly, yeah. right? Like you can't just
1: find one sentence in there and then blow up like a like a government building. Yeah. I mean, like <laughs> yeah, that's yeah, not yeah. the point. I've never said anything about that. So <laughs> like that that's the, the second way that I want to be able to do that. And then like third is really just about fostering a culture. So like you were a part of creating a culture on Milwaukee. Like so you understand that like the, the values of what the founding people are tend to be the values that everybody else that kind of joins the periphery are, mm-hmm. right? So like when we started, we were trying to make music, and it was essentially a kind of a bohemian thing that we were getting done out there. We were, and then yeah. most of the people that came in that were trying to be predatory kind of drummed themselves out pretty quickly, um, apart from a couple people. <laughs>
0: yeah, <laughs> but, right. um, It was very bohemian.
1: That's a good word. To put. Yeah, and so like that, and, and and to a certain degree, like that. Is something that kind of taught me about how you need to be able to understand that like all right we're all going to get together, we're all going to support each other, but we're not going to support certain things, right? like if you come together and you're talking about uh, it really it was the the idea of taking the entire concept of division and turning it into one verb, which is othering, right? So mm-hmm. I believe words have power. So if you create a term that is, encompasses all of the things that I have a problem with, <laughs> then I can pretty much just get rid of all of it under one single yeah. umbrella. You know what I mean? Yeah. So like, it's it's the, this is what I have a problem with, this is what we're going to focus on. Mm-hmm. And because of that, I feel like, hopefully, I'll be able to create a system that doesn't have terrible power structures. Yeah, like that. Right. that is really the whole point. If I see that happening, I'm going to nuke the whole thing. I'm okay? <laughs> <laughs> like, OK. Fuck that. We're uh, done. Uh, <laughs> nobody has to meet up ever, ever again. Like, <laughs> yeah, you just do stuff on your own. You just like, bought a bottle of tequila. <laughs> I, I do like the like the saddest press release ever. I'm like, ah,
0: <laughs> yeah. everybody go home. You're in this like raggedy like drug rug. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Ian. We'll actually close out. Um, tell me what keeps you
1: up at night. What keeps me up at night? is the fact that people are living lives according to um, somebody else's beliefs and not their own. They don't They don't have enough introspection to actually
0: sort through what their own thoughts and ideals are. Don't be a sheep. Don't be a cog in the machine. Yeah. Don't live in an echo chamber. Yeah. Okay, for sure. You know, don't be a, uh, a puppet. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. For sure. Um, so what puts you to sleep? What puts me to sleep? The fact
1: that inherently all people are actually good. And that's something that I know that is, yeah. is is almost a crazy thing to talk about now. No one is born
0: with hateful beliefs. No. no one is. You know, we are innately human being. Like innately human beings, we have survival instincts. That's what yeah. we're born with. You know, and uh, awesome man. Well, thanks for being on the show. Thanks for having me, man. You bet, man. This a great yeah, this is this is great. This yeah. is one of my longest episodes. I Absolutely. Uh, well, uh, uh, the the name of the church again? Arminism. Okay, not yeah. the church, but the... Uh, yeah, the religion. Yeah, what's yeah, it so called again? Unism. Unism. Yeah, U-N-I-S-M. Stay tuned for unism. Coming to a... Uh, <laughs>
1: <Yeah>. <laughs> Coming to a neighborhood near you. <laughs> yes. Uh,
0: you yeah, we're going to start building. Uh, but thank you for watching Mr. Nice Guy. We'll see you next time.